and I walked in. This is the very first day in Japan at a school. Got there, didn't really know what was going on. Walked into the corridor. First thing I saw is a second year boy grabbing a first year old boy's head and smashing it through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show, we talk about a lot of stuff that's really not related to Japan a lot of times. But today, we're going to talk about a very Japanese topic. My name is Mitch, and these are my co-hosts. Natsuki. And Alex, hello. So today's uh, topic was actually picked by Alex. Not picked by Alex, but suggested by Alex, and I agreed with him. And um, I think that uh, it's good timing, because uh, soonish, whenever the country opens up and visas start coming down from heaven, uh, the ALTs are going to be arriving here in Japan. And so we wanted to give your bulletproof de facto guide to being an ALT in Japan. <laughs> From two former ALTs, experts in the, the field. Experts. Masters of our field. <laughs> Masters. Of being an ALT. By the way, I was an ALT for one year. One year. You were at five, right? I did five, man, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> All right, that's going to be today's episode. And Nazi's going to talk a lot in this episode. I will. <laughs> uh, Alex, can you start off today's show with telling us what the hell is an ALT? An ALT is uh, an assistant language teacher. Yes. Oh, language teacher. So what did come... you think it was? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, yeah, I well, was thinking. On, what is it then? Assistant something teacher. Loser yeah. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so an ALT is a language teacher that comes on the JET program, which is like a Japanese government program. It's mm. a soft power program. Soft power initiative run by Gaimshaw, which is the MOFA, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and CLAIR, which is the Council for Local Authorities International Relations. But it's funded by, it's the funding and the actual administration comes from MEX, from the Ministry Mex, yeah. of Education whatever it is extraterrestrials i forgot what Mexico. and i think it's Minist Trumps. ministry of education sports and something something right yeah yeah science and technology no Maybe science sports and technology i didn't see any alts in my school when, I was, when yeah. I was in junior what is, is max sorry it's the Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports, Science and Technology so right. access, oh. access is like <laughs> everything uh, sorry. So, wait, how old? How many years ago was that there? 50, 20, 50, 50, 55 years ago? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, how old am I? 38. So when I was 20-something years ago. Okay. So JET programs, 30-something years old. 1970 or 1980-something, right? Oh, really? When did the JET program... Can you... Is it should happen? Jet, JET program began in... I think it was 1970s or early 1980s. Oh, or maybe just I can't remember. I think it's about 35, 6 years old there, right? No? 1987. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, right. Oh, it's Before pretty... that, there was another program, though, as well. 35 then, 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Only a few teachers was in the school, maybe. Yeah. So it used to be like, basically, ALTs get assigned to a board of education, mm -hmm. uh, either prefectural or municipal. Mm -hmm. And basically, they go to different schools, join in with English classes, and teach with a Japanese teacher of English. Um, in, in principle, that was the idea. That's the idea. Yeah. In practice, you just <laughs> fucking stand there. 
And everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're like this white guy. Where did you come from? Whoa. That's basically what happens. Um, with no, you know, teaching experience. Or yeah, because the, requir the requirements are that you have to be under the age of 35 or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you have to have a university degree from an, uh, and you have to be a citizen of a, what they consider a native English speaking country. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So in the beginning, that was basically like England, America, Canada, Australia. And New then, Zealand. But then it's, I, I don't know if they were in the beginning, but then it like got bigger. So it's New Zealand now. They include Jamaica, the Bahamas, I think. South America. South, Amer uh, South Africa. Africa. Mm. South Africa, yeah. Some other places. Uh, uh, Ireland and Scotland. Can mm. I just tell you? Whose idea, sorry guys, was it to import Scottish people to teach the English? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? They don't, don't Is, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what I mean? Like, I cannot understand Scottish people when they talk to me. Do you yeah. understand, of course? Uh, it depends. If they're from Glasgow and they're speaking hardcore Glaswegian accent, fucking unintelligible. Mm. There yeah, is, but. and I love him. He's like one of my good friends who lives here, who's an ALT, who's from Scotland. I swear to God, I want subtitles when he talks to me. <laughs> like he says something, something, and it's always got, you know what I mean, at the end or whatever, something, what, I can't even do it. But he's like some question, <laughs> he's got some question mark at the end of it. And I'm just like, do, I don't know what to do. Do I just smile and nod? I have no idea what he's saying. Uh, but the problem is, right, the whole Japanese um, English education system is based on American English. Right. right? right. Mm. The best the spelling's English. All, no, the it's, best They're English. not the best, the shittest English. <laughs> the best English. What are all these U's and shit in your English for? Just for flavor. Color. It's for flavor and color. That's that's what it's for. For color. <laughs> Two of the things that it's there for. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's them, right? And then there's the CIRs. CIRs are... Coordinator of International Relations. Yeah. And they're like basically somebody who sits around at Kencho. And they translate. Or Shaksha or whatever. Yeah. And just gets pushed around to do... Grunt work of translation interpretation. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, and then there's S... EAs, is it? Or something like that? Oh, is that what, after you graduate being a CIR and you go up to like Claire management level? No, no, it's, it's sports exchange oh. advisor or something like that. And they're <laughs> rarer than rocking horse shit. I've only met one in like... Yeah, they're, but they're like top in their sports fields and stuff like that, but not enough to get a, like a scholarship or go on to something important. <laughs> <laughs> so so they just kind of come here for a year or something. Yeah, no, I've met one doing rugby. Teaching rugby. Was, yeah. he kind of, was he kind of good, but not as good to be like on the All Blacks, right? Yeah, he was like, yeah. He was ba <laughs> exactly. basically what you just said. Basically what you just said. I wouldn't say it's his face. It would rip me in half. But um, yeah, that kind of thing. Right. So there's these three types. Most common are ALTs, right? Yeah. CIRs kind of got a bit of a attitude sometimes. It's probably like a 100 to 1 ratio. 100 ALTs to 1 CIR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, what? A thousand CIRs to one SEA or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. The sports ones are super rare. Yeah. Like unicorn. Unicorns. <laughs> unicorns flying away. Rugby sized unicorns. Rug rugby unicorns. <laughs> um, so ALTs are like, there's loads of them. They come every year. Usually June, is it? Or July? They usually come in July. They're, they're placed there. There's an A group and a B group. And both come in July. And they come, uh, I think, I, I forgot. I think it's 5,000 at a time or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So Sounds like a total right. of 10,000, just pulling these numbers out of my ass. But then they all go to Tokyo where they have orientation for five days, which we'll talk about later. And then, or I think it's down to three days, maybe two days now, but it, before it was five days. Mm. And then it got smaller and smaller and smaller. And then from Tokyo, they all disperse their various places around the country. Mm. And they, their contracts are for one year. Um, and you can either contract for one year or up to five years. 
uh, and but they're one year increments. And basically these days, they're trying to keep everybody down to the maximum of, of three years. Right. Mm. It used to be three, actually, was the limit. Yeah. And then they extended it to five, and now it seems they're dialing it back again. Mm. But, yeah, because the, part of the soft power uh, initiative of this program is not only bringing in foreign people to Japan, so all the people, in like especially in the countryside, like that can have the experience of meeting other country people, mm. But also, those people, the idea is that they fall in love with Japan, they go home and they tell their friends, and so you constantly have this this positive PR campaign for Japan. Yeah. And yeah. It's, as soft power goes, it's very, very uh, effective. Yeah, Josh has just pulled up like 57 countries and 5,761 people in 2019. Okay. So that's a lot of people. If you think on a yearly basis, at least half of that are going to go back or whatever. And then half are going to stay. Yeah. I think how many participants in total every year? It's, I think it's it's got to be more than... But that, that's the new people, right? It just says participants. It doesn't say whether it's new or not. Oh. Well, even then, you know, over 10, 000, 10 years or whatever, you've got 50,000 50, 50, people, 50, people yeah. who mm. like Japan to some degree, you know, have got a connection with it. It's, and and it's, these days know. with social media, if you got like Joe Schmo who comes from Canada, comes to Japan, he's going to post on Facebook or, or TikTok or whatever you kids do these days, um, you know, every day about Japan. And so all of his friends back home, let's say that he's only got 50 friends. Yeah. And you do, you, you times that across however many that's a huge you know uh splash yeah you yeah. know doesn't work for tourism promotion though so stop wasting your money local governments <laughs> yeah yeah um but <laughs> but yeah they all come around this kind of time i remember like coming to kagoshima as a new jet right so i was i wasn't straight out of uni a lot of jets are straight out of university i went i worked for about five six years in the mm. uk in it uh before coming and the reason I came was because I hit a bit of a dead end at work and I was kind of bored of it. Company got bought out by another company. It went super corporate. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. I've been interested in Japan for a while. Why not just do this for a year for a laugh and see what happens? Is it difficult to be on ALT? None of you are from Europe. Oh, okay. No, I mean, there's a lot of documents to get ready. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's not hard, is it? Just getting some documents together. It Honestly, it depends on what your market is. Like um, Europeans in general don't, maybe it's changing now, but before they didn't really like, weren't interested in the program. Oh, okay. Mm. So participation rates in like Europe and stuff like that are lower. Mm -hmm. But where my market was uh, Southern California, where basically everybody's half Japanese. And so like, Competition to get in. I think that they denied something like fifteen, like you, like every for every fifteen applicants, one got in. Mm -hmm. So it was really high competition. But if mm -hmm. you go to like England or other places where I think where maybe interest in Japan is less, then mm -hmm. it's not so it's not so I bad. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I posted my application, and you're supposed to get like a return card saying you've posted it and it's been received or whatever, and that never came. So I phoned them up like the day before the deadline. And it turned out it hadn't been delivered for some reason. Really? And I phoned the post office. They said they sent it to Ireland and burnt it. So I was like, what? What the hell is this? So I sent another one. Um, and then I got a confirmation to say I was coming to Kagoshima because it was right at the end. Oh. You know. Um, and I said I wanted to go to Kyushu, I guess. You so. didn't have an interview. I had an interview. Yeah, I went to an interview in uh, London. Was it Edinburgh? I can't remember. Um, but strangely enough, the person who interviewed me, I went about four or five years ago to Tokyo for a meeting at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs um, with a few people from the government, like they had this you know, tourism initiative or whatever. I went to go and see them about that. And one of the people in the meeting just came up to him and went, remember me? <laughs> and I was like, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes to me, I sent you on the JET program. And I was like, what? And oh. she interviewed me in the UK um, and put me on the program and chose to send me to Kagoshima. Hey. Really? And I met her years later. And didn't remember her. 
And I'd forgot, well, you were not going to remember from an interview, but yeah. she remembered me for some reason. Aww. I don't know why. Um, and she goes, you're one of mine. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you're one of mine. It's different is right. Yeah, yeah. But Aww. I'm still in touch with her, man. So, you know. That's cool. It's, it's just Aww. a weird, weird full circle type thing. Reunion. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. But then, you know, you get into the classroom and start teaching <laughs> can we, can we so you don't go from the interview to the classroom let's let's there's steps in between we're not going to talk about my interview process because if you're watching this i'm assuming that you already got in yeah i mean mine was i had three interviewers in california and it was like hours long it was it, we got grilled but we got in whatever so you get on the plane in wherever you're from and then you all converge on tokyo okay now we came around the same time so i think that our experiences were the same I had five days of orientation, mm -hmm. uh, of which we showed up to the first day at this giant like convention center in a hotel in Tokyo. KO Plaza. I think it? it's KO Plaza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we show up, and like the very first thing that all of us notice is that they're not taking attendance. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the very first thing that we all. Yeah. But oh wait, before that, let's get back to the plane. So we get on the plane with like like two hundred ALTs, brand new ALTs from California. And like we're on Jowl and like all the oh I don't I don't want to get you guys in trouble, but we're on Jowl and like the, the Stewies on the on the flight are all these really cute Japanese ladies, okay? And we're getting drunk as fuck on the train <laughs> uh, on, the, on the plane because it's all free. International flights, it's all alcohol's free. Mm. And then everybody kind of passes out, except for me and like three of my buddies. We're still drinking. Mm. We go to the back where like they're preparing the drinks and everything. We're like, can we just hang out here? Because mm. it's like everybody's trying to sleep and everything. And they're like, okay. On our way to Japan, we're in the back of the plane drinking with the stewards. <laughs> they start drinking with us and they're like, don't tell anybody. Okay. That was our first step into this land of Japan. <laughs> Sounds like fun. They're like, shh. We're like, okay. <laughs> we arrive at the airport. We're drunk still. We get taken to the hotel. We pass out that night. We wake up the next morning early as shit. We're supposed to put on our new suits that mm. none of us have ever worn before. <laughs> Except for our interview with the jet program. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the, the the giant room where it's like, oh, welcome ALT year of, I think, 2007, whatever it was. And we're like, they did everybody know that they didn't take attendance? And they're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And we're like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we partied in, in Tokyo for five days. Yeah. Cool. And then got on a plane and went to the wherever we were going. But like, I don't, I didn't learn anything while I was there. Not a damn thing. No. no, same experience, man. Just turned up. Um, didn't take attendance. Nobody attended after the second Aww. day or attended in dribs and drabs from the afternoon. Right. From about two or like, something. Because you know? like you're hungover. So you're like, oh, maybe I should go down there and see what they're doing. They're still not doing anything important. Let's go get drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like every day. Because the only thing that they, te they teach you in, in orientation is like every situation is different. Aww. Yeah. That's yeah. all they tell you. Yeah. Aww. Which means what? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, as an ALT, you should know how to do all of these things. But at the end, every situation is different. You're like, so delete what you just put <laughs> yeah. in my head. It's like... <laughs> This may not apply. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me then. But then, um, I remember the, the big conference hall. Yeah. On the second day, I think they had a meeting in the morning. So I went to it and um, there was this huge dude there and he was kind of swaying backwards and forwards. Like the, the back stood up and there was a guy sat in front of him, this other massive guy, and he just puked all over the top oh, of him. No. Like from behind, like this shower of vomit. Oh, in the middle of this thing and everybody just went silent and he was like removed from the room <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> and then it just continued it's just so weird you know you made me forget about uh, you just made me remember something so um so speaking of the the plane flight from the hotel from tokyo to your respective places where you're supposed to meet your contracting organization for the very first time Let's just call him the first investor in my in my school. You know who you are. I hope you watch this show. He was in the hotel room 
and didn't wake up on time mm -hmm. to get on the plane to go to his contracting organization for the very first time. The hotel staff were breaking down the door to wake him up. What? And when they got inside, he was just like passed out. And they're like, I'm not going to say his name. But they're like, Mr. Whatever your name is. They brought him breakfast. <laughs> they're like, please eat this breakfast. We will pack up your luggage and clean this room out for you. Please get dressed. Right. <laughs> And so, yeah, because apparently they've done this before. And so he's like, he like ate, and they, the, the night before, they kept telling us, don't be that guy. Mm. Don't, be <laughs> don't be that guy. And then we're all like getting on the bus. And right before we get on the bus, he like shows up barely presentable mm. with like the hotel staff carrying his luggage and everything. And he's like, I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, no, it's totally believable. You're putting a bunch of college students right out of the university in Japan with mm. very little oversight. Aww. Yeah. On taxpayers' money. <laughs> yeah. But then arriving in Kagoshima the first time, you know, get the plane down here. It's was, summertime and you're in a suit. Yeah. Uh, you get, you get off the plane, you're just like, uh, why? Wedding. When those airport doors opened up oh. and that wave of heat came in. Oh. And, and, and humidity. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh. No, it was nuts. I still remember that bus drive down to the city and seeing the, the mountains with so many trees on, you know, like the cedar trees or whatever they planted and thinking this is like a weird environment. I've never seen mountains in this kind of way before. Mm. Well, it's really especially weird. weird in a lot of places in Japan because during the Industrial Revolution they, and afterwards, they cut down all the trees to use them for lumber, right? Yeah. And then they had this initiative, I forgot when, like 50 or 60 years ago? Post-war, yeah. Well, they're like, let's replant the trees. And so they did, but they put them in like a grid. Yeah. yeah so yeah. all the trees are like perfectly spaced in the same height. Yeah. So it looks like you're looking at like a Super Mario Brothers level. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like broccoli or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like, it looks like this, this is why I think Super Mario Brothers looks like it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then anyway, so so you arrive, uh, you get on you get on the bus. How did you feel like, where, you went to the city, right? To Kagoshima City. Kagoshima City, yeah. How did you feel to drive through the, like the, like the, the tea fields and stuff, the green tea fields? Yeah, well, we did. We went through, you know, from Kirishima down. Uh, so it was like, didn't really see that many. Uh, the first thing that struck me was the volcano. Uh, uh, that, I was just like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And then um, the city was much bigger than I expected. Because obviously mm. then there wasn't much information on the internet. This is like, what, 16 more years ago, 16 years ago, I think. The, I think the Wikipedia article on, uh, 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 what do you call it? Kagoshima was actually written by an LT. Yeah. Really? And it's just got, at that point, it just had like a picture of Sakurajima. It's like Kagoshima, southern, you know, city, blah, 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 population, something. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was no information. Yeah. Um, mm. So kind of didn't really know what it was. Uh, got there, was relieved. It was, you know, quite big. Yeah. And the guy who was before me, I'm not going to say his name, but I remember <laughs> your name. He um, <laughs> he sold me his scooter yeah. when he, before he went. And it was fucking broken when I got there. It did not work really? at all. And then I went up to the room. And in the room, like, I opened the, the cupboard or whatever. And there was like this wet towel. It was like curtains, I think, that had been wet maybe in the rain or something. And he just chucked it in the bottom of the cupboard. So I picked it up like that and loads of cockroaches just went into the room. So the first night I slept with no furniture, like no nothing in a fucking infested room. I got bites all over me. And then the people from the Board of Education came and put a bug bomb in it or whatever and cleared it out. But what they didn't do was take all my plates and cups out of the cupboards. So they all got covered in pesticide as well. Um, and then I went and bought a bed, uh, like Fatong, from the shop down the road. But nobody like was around to give me a lift, so I just carried it 
Oh, oh my god. god. Walked for 20 minutes back with it, so it sucked, man. The first bit. Now I imagine there's a lot more support. So but then there was none. So, so. let's let's <laughs> let's just pick out the, the pieces of advice from the story. One, if your predecessor, if you're an ALT, if your predecessor tries to sell you anything, do reject not reject it <laughs> and tell them to clean out the apartment completely. Aww. Yeah. As much as you possibly can, get rid of all of their shit. Yeah. Because they're just gonna dump all their problems on you. Yeah, no yeah. matter how nice they are. Aww. Two, if you if you wind up in a situation like that where because usually you arrive before you sign the lease and everything on your on your house. And so usually your board of education or your contracting organization arranges your house for you. Mm. Your time to reject your apartment if you don't like it is that first day. Mm. So if you walk in, you see all the, the cockroaches, it's like a horrible place. You just tell your board of education or your contracting organization, I refuse to live here. This is not, this is not okay. I want to pick my own accommodations. Aww. And in most cases, unless you're in a really remote area, you, they can accommodate that. Mm. But that's the time to do it. If you've already signed your contract, you're screwed. First day. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, don't do what I did. Oh. It worked out, though. I mean, we got it cleaned up eventually. I mean, it, um, it became a fun story, but it probably wasn't that fun during the, when you were doing it. Not really, no. But I mean, I did, also didn't really care that much because mm. I was kind of like a bit more, um, what's it called? Less not, princessy about it? Lot less princessy than I am now. <laughs> God, I won't even ride a bus now. Oh, God. Um, okay, yeah. so, okay, so let's talk about the job, okay? So in your case, how many schools did you have? God, I mean, I'd like, um, I think I did 15 schools. 15? Through the whole Aww. time. In five years. So it would have been five or six schools. <laughs> so you were in the year. city with a bunch of other ALTs. So you would do like two schools a year or something like that. Two or three. But then one of the more difficult schools, uh, which is like an all boys school. Ah, uh, tell Aww. that story. Your so, first day. So there's a school in Kagoshima that at the time had a really bad reputation. Aww. It still does. And it still's got, it's still got a bad <laughs> reputation. It still does. And I imagined all Japanese school kids to be like well behaved uh, and sat there. What, what, what kind of reputation did you? Here like uh, the kids don't like. I didn't hear the reputation before I went. Oh, okay. I heard after. Okay. But the, the kids are badly behaved oh. and they don't listen to the teachers and you know fighting and things like that. And I went there and I walked in. This is the very first day in Japan at a school. Got there, didn't really know what was going on. Walked into the corridor. First thing I saw is a second year boy grabbing a first year old boy's head and smashing it through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he got his head cut and everything like that. And then the older brother came to get the kid from school and had a fight with a teacher outside. <laughs> so this is my first introduction to Japanese school. Wow. I was just like, whoa, that's very different. But I mean, to be fair, that didn't happen a lot anywhere else, really. It was it, just a one-off. It also but. really depends on where you are. If you get placed around Kansai, especially in some of the rougher areas, like you'll see that a lot. Mm. Yeah, uh, it just really depends on where you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same anywhere, right? Yeah. Any, any kind of school. And I, stuff would, like that. I don't think that the if you try to reverse the jet program and send like Japanese, <laughs> like young adults to American high schools. I don't think it would work. No. Mm. no. It's amazing that it works anyway. <laughs> Not sure how it does. Yeah. How about you? What was your first place like? Uh, so my first apartment or my first school? Both. Okay. So I, I show up in my first apartment and everything is wood and tatami. It's like, it's in the middle of the Inaka and the countryside. And so there's nothing for miles. And like, I just kind of wanted to go along with the flow with everything, right? In the beginning. So I just signed all the things that they told me to do and whatever. And I was like, it was okay. Um, it wasn't the best apartment. It didn't totally suck. It was just kind of small. And usually if you're in the countryside, your your housing is larger. Mm. This is because it was government housing. So it was very small in the countryside. 
And I was kind of bored, like, living there. And so I immediately wanted to get a car so I can come to the city and, like, hang out with people like that kid who was given <laughs> breakfast in the hotel and told to, like, you know, <laughs> wake up. And so I bought a car. This is, like, one of the very first things that I did. I bought a car, and it was a Nissan Laurel with a straight-six turbo. Because, <laughs> of course, it was. And um, I remember showing up to work with it because uh, I didn't really think – I didn't I didn't understand how, like – involved in your private life your your yeah. your job is <laughs> mm-hmm. and so i just bought a car and i showed up to work and like one of my first like memorable moments as being an alt was that the 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 top of the board of education who was like this i've talked about him several times he's like 80 plus year old guy who recommended that i eat a banana every day <laughs> and so <clears throat> he saw me arrive in my car and immediately called all of the uh what are they called cut Kaicho, the head of the little department. Kacho. Kacho. Mm. Called all of them in a circle mm. and they all stood prone, like in a half bow, <laughs> while he was screaming at them. Mm. And I can't really understand what he's saying because at that time, my Japanese was way not as good as it is now. And also, it was super like countryside Kagoshima dialect. Mm-mm. And so he's just yelling at them, right? Mm-mm. And I'm just like, I don't know what's happening, but I think that I'm the fault, I'm the cause of this. Mm. And then anyway, so then my sponsor, because we because I was all by myself in the countryside. You had like a support group of you know other foreigners. Where like I was all by myself, and like the, my my sponsor, who's like a basically a woman who works at the board of education, comes up to me and she's like, "You have to get, you know sell your car." I'm like, "Uh, no," <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, you need to because you know the the director guy said that you needed to, and he said that Americans are are not capable of of driving in Japan." And I'm like that's racist and also no and um, then i went and printed out the contract that mm-hmm. they sent to me mm-hmm. and, and i printed out the japanese version of it and i highlighted the clause that says i could own a car mm-hmm. and i gave it to them <laughs> and then again all the heads were sat around and being yelled at by the director <laughs> guy and i'm just like watching this like this is funny <laughs> i'm like because i don't care i don't give a fuck i'm like whatever and then at the end like the, the my sponsor lady comes over and she's like you need to get insurance. And um, I was like, whatever, cool. We went to JA Insurance because it's the only thing in the Inaka. And they're like, which plan do you want? And I swear to God, like the shit plan that covered nothing was like $80 a month. Mm. And the Cadillac top of the line plan was like $110 a month. I was like, this one, yeah. it's fine. And then I got that and then they were all cool with it. It was like, that was my first experience dealing with Japanese office politics. Bureaucracy. Aww. Yeah. It was horrible. Maybe you were the first one, you know, who bought the car. No, right? no, because the ALT who was before me was a half Japanese girl from Hawaii. Oh, okay. And so they just, and she spoke perfect Japanese. And so they just like got used to having a Japanese girl. There. I see, I see. And then this shows up huh? and they're like, no way can you drive here. I'm like, guys, it's the same thing as back home. It's just in reverse. It'll be fine. Mm. And by the way, I've never had an accident or anything, a parking ticket or anything in Japan. Not mm. once. I've been here for 14 or 15 years. So probably passed away guy with the banana advice. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But my first experience in the school, all the schools were great. My board of education was absolute garbage. They were all awful people. And that's why they were ga- gape, amalgamated. Yeah, gape. Yeah. So okay. amalgamated sounds right. Consolidated. Consolidated. They yeah. were consolidated out of jobs. Mm. Like they, there was like three nearby towns and they consolidated into one town and they fired everybody from my board of education halfway through, which is great. But until then they were horrible people and I did, I did not enjoy like working with them. It was very stressful. 
But when I went to the schools, it was fine. I had 16 schools. Because mm. when you're in the countryside, you like get a bunch of little schools that you have to go to. One was called Kodo Shogako, and it's gone now. Mm. But there was six students and a, a resident Inoshishi, a boar. Really? Aww. Who'd come by like once a week and like everybody had to like shelter in place. Do you still keep in touch with those people? So one of the people from the Board of Education who's actually really cool follows me on Instagram now. Oh, okay. And he just recently found me and he, I actually went to his wedding. He was the first Japanese wedding I ever went to. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Everybody else, I don't know. Because they all like their little place in the Yanaka and they never really live there. Mm. I leave there. They just stay there. I still see a few teachers I used to work with mm. occasionally. But you were in the city and you still live in the city. So yeah, yeah. We've not kind of moved around. They've moved around, obviously, to yeah. different parts of the prefecture or whatever. But um, yeah, one of them watches this. Really? Mm. Yeah. Hi, whoever you are. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, Alex, what would you give for advice for like the, the actual job part of it, like the teaching part of it? Teaching part? I mean, it's not rocket science, is it? <laughs> you know, you just... I don't know. There's some, there's some fucking dumb ALTs, man. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> All you got to do is stand at the front, look foreign... Um, and read out a couple of sentences <laughs> oh. now and then. Uh, if you want, what you could do is use your time to reverse engineer the grammar that they're teaching yeah. and learn Japanese from it, which is what uh. I did. Um, but most people probably don't know enough about grammar in their own language to do that. Well, a lot of the a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the LTs. Um, I mean, just it only makes sense, but a lot of the LTs have like uh, liberal arts degrees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, like, you know, STEM degrees basically, why would they waste the time getting paid shit in Japan when they mm. can go straight into a career and get paid like four times you get paid in Japan on the jet mm. program? And so most of the uh, liberal art degrees come here. And so a lot of them aren't really sure about how grammar works. Unless, even the English majors were like, they are good at writing, like, they're good at creative writing, but they're not really great at the grammar parts, mm. right? Anyway, um, my advice would be you're going to have a lot of free time as an ALT. So much downtime. I would say 50% of your, your time at work mm -hmm. is just going to be downtime. Use that time not to hang out with your ALT friends and you know play games on your phone. Actually study Japanese. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's what I, that's why I did five years on the JET program is basically because I got married after one year. That's one mm. thing. I don't recommend doing that. No, that's not, <laughs> that is not a recommended plan. Um, but Although it worked out for you. Worked out for me, uh, but maybe I was lucky, who knows. <laughs> um, and I also had lots of kind of cultural pursuits I like to do. Mm. So I could basically spend a lot of time with my kids because you finish work at 4.15. 4.15? So, yeah. yeah, it's 8.30 to 4.15. What do you think oh. about that? So, not bad, Five eh? days a week. Yeah, and you get nice. paid more than a junior High uh, school first teacher. year teacher. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So don't bother with that teaching license. Just, uh, yeah. Especially if you're Japanese, because especially if you're going to be a Japanese teacher of English, a JTE, you guys never get paid well. So <laughs> what you got to remember as a JET basically is that you're getting paid a lot more than the people around you for doing a lot less work. But it's also the expat package where yeah. they are kind of paying for you to uproot yourself, come here for a little bit and have to go true. back. That's true. That's all kind of factored into the salary. And a lot of the ALTs don't understand that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What people, I mean, in school score, you guys, like, you know, if... <laughs> evaluation. Evaluation. What? So they actually first, right, the first time, the, the guy that was in charge of us when we first arrived, basically, did not give a shit what we did. Mm. So we could basically, for the whole summer, for example, we were supposed to be in the office in the Board of Education. We would go in at 8.30 and then at 9 o'clock would just go out and spend the whole day on the beach or messing around or whatever <laughs> and come back at 4.15. And they'd be like, where have you been? Like, oh, shopping for supplies every single day. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, he did mm. not care. And then after him, like a hardline guy came in Mm-mm. and changed things around a bit. And he was like, you've got to be in the office doing something. Uh, but they didn't give us any work to do. So basically everybody just sat there staring into space. Mindlessly. Uh, for eight hours a day or whatever. Bored. Bored. Yeah. Bored. Sure? yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used to just bring calligraphy supplies in and uh, just do that. Or read a book or try and learn Japanese or whatever. You know, do something else. And as long as you get over that boredom somehow to entertain yourself, it's not that bad. But um, it's not a career choice. Because no. you're basically plowing yourself into a dead end you're also wasting time your youth yeah 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 so but if you enjoy doing it like i had a young kid i could go home spend loads of time with my son you know mm. walk my dog uh do the hobbies i wanted to do uh finish work dead early have no responsibilities or stress basically but there's a time limit on that right there is a time limit and when you get to the end of it then that's when it all comes back again so you don't get anything for free in life there's always some cost to it there's the, no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, there isn't, no. And the cost of it came afterwards. So yeah. when I was like, you know, approaching late 20s, because uh, I came when I was 25. Yeah. So you're almost 30. Almost 30. That's when the wave hit. And, and there's it, and at that point, you're, you're fucked because it, what you should have been doing for the last five years is career ladder climbing. Yeah. But you're just in this dead end. Yeah. And, I mean, what I did afterwards, I ended up doing an English school, but I did off, look into doing jobs in IT and, and different things. Like I worked at the university for a bit. I was a TV reporter, did translation, you know, a bunch of different stuff. But um, it was very tough to get started. Yeah. But once I did get started, the things that I'd spent so long doing as a jet or an LT or whatever actually did pay off. But that's the things that you did in your free time. Not the job job. No, during the time, the downtime at work, I used to learn those skills. That's what I'm saying. It's not the job that teaches you that. It's your own personal motivation. It's my own motivation, right? Right. The job is a bullshit job. It's a, guys, every LT, if you if you're on your way here, if you're already an LT, your job your job is absolute bullshit. We all know it. Mm. Okay, we're just there to be a toy for the BOE or whatever, and just to hang out and be like, oh, you're the foreign thing. Mm. And as you were asking Nazi, he's like, what's your evaluation as being an LT? They come up to you like, oh, you're still foreign. Okay, good job. Yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Honestly, the only real things that you have to worry about being an LT show up to work on time, and even that is blurry. Mm. And then try to go home like at the time that you're scheduled to go home. Mm. But your salary won't change if you do a good job on no, that No, nothing job. changes. So actually, oh. they, they implemented a schedule, a system where your salary goes up by year. Until the third year. Um, but I don't know how much it goes up the increments or anything well, like No, no, no. You're, okay, actually, that sounds like they did us a favor. Mm. But no, what they actually did was they took the first and second year salary and Reduced lowered it. it. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what ALT on-the-job problems do you know about? Um... <laughs> Some of them spill over into private life, so I've got to be a bit careful about what I say here. But um, personally, I didn't have that many problems um, because I was always quite um, willing to try and understand on their level Mm. and speak Japanese, you know, and I could eventually read it so I could participate in the morning meetings and stuff a little bit and understand what was going on. So that helped me a lot. But there were some events early on, like, for example, once I had some kind of baggy-ish trousers, that I was wearing to school. Oh, you talking about this before. Yeah, and they sagged down a bit at the back, like kind of skater type thing. <laughs> so you could see a bit of my underwear maybe. Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers hated that. Mm. Um, so they reported it to the Board of Education and it went all around the Board of Education. Ah. So everybody got like kaidan or whatever mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. And it went to the top guy and he called me into an office and he said, uh, we want you to change your trousers wearing at this school. And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, and instead of just telling me directly, mm-hmm. and I would have gone, oh, sorry about that. I'll get a belt or whatever. 
They went all around and loads and loads of people found out about it. And it was like super embarrassing. <laughs> so this kind of weird Japanese way of passing the responsibility on, not wanting to deal with it, oh. but actually just dragging you through the mud, basically. That kind of thing happened quite a lot. Um, and it's really annoying. So just be prepared for that. I don't know what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a list. I do. How, how can you guys be, you know, fired? Uh, almost impossible. Uh, let me give you an example of another ALT who lived in, I think, Makurazaki. Uh, he came as an ALT. He did his like first month and then went to France or something for three months. <laughs> he just left. Really? Yeah, he just fucked off for like three months. And then came back. <laughs> came back. Came back. And he was just like, hey, can I have my old job again? And they're like, sure. Oh. Shit. No way. Yeah. And they just wow. like walking him back. And the reason why is because the way that the system is set up, they only get one ALT a year. Oh. So if that ALT fails for whatever reason, they basically have to wait till the next year to get a new ALT. I see, I see. And then it's so much bureaucratic paperwork for the staff of the, the contracting organization to get a new ALT mm. that they just want to, even if he's sh he or she, she is shit, they'll keep up. At mm. least for the first year. Just bury it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know one who got sent back because he went out surfing in a typhoon or something like that. Oh. And had to get rescued by a helicopter, like <laughs> Coast Guard, which cost a lot of money to oh. do. And uh, that happened your first year, right? Because when we came, the year after you came, me and my friends, we... Okay, so let, let's just call them Team America, because that's what they called themselves. So me and about the, the, the jet program here in Kagoshima used to hire almost exclusively 90% Americans mm. because who somewhere, somewhere they thought like we need to learn American English, which I approve, but, <laughs> which I approve. but, but so that guy who got airlifted was American, I think. Yeah. And then the next year, me and I was never in team America. It was always just team America. And then I was just hanging out sometimes. Mm. And like, so team America and Mitch went to go to the other side of the peninsula during a, like the beginning stages of a typhoon to go body surfing. Mm. Not the typhoon. It was right. like like a day before the typhoon arrived. But because this town was so traumatized by that guy, we didn't know that that happened, mm -hmm. that they sent the entire, not the Coast Guard, but the entire town to come out and like get us. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we were totally like, we're talking maybe two meter waves, mm -hmm. like not even cloudy mm -hmm. sky. And like the whole town was just like, don't do that. It's not going to be worth it. And we're like, what are you guys on about? And then it just turned out it was like they were traumatized yeah. by that guy. That did happen. <laughs> Kagoshima actually hired exclusively Brits for the highest level schools only. I know that for a fact. Whatever. And then wait, wait, wait. I wanna, I, let me finish this. So there was like 90% American ALTs, which by the way are the better looking ALTs. And so like, <laughs> and then suddenly because after our year, I'm not going to get into all the things that Team America did because I can't talk about half of them on this program, but they did a lot of bad stuff. You guys know who you are, and you guys did a lot of bad things. <laughs> and so be, after my year, the board, especially the Board of Education here in the city, exclusively went for non-Americans after that. So there was right, this right, right. right turn where it went all these like California-esque you know, ALTs and stuff. They're like, yeah, party did to like dark, insular British people who didn't like the sun. <laughs> Come on. That's what exactly happened. Ridiculous. And so if you look at the pictures of like the LTs like over the years, you'll see like all these great looking people. And then all of a sudden, like, what happened here? What's going on here? <laughs> it's European LTs. I'm just kidding. I'm just like, I'm shocked. I don't know what to say. But you know it's accurate. Um, it's not. No, it's not. Um, I think just the level went up, basically. The level know? went up. Yeah. We, got, we started getting Scottish people, which we can't understand. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as they're speaking some kind of foreign tongue, yeah. it all goes well, I think. Well, they're probably so. better with the kids, especially with my friend who lives here. He's, he looks like Shrek. He talks like Shrek. He's giant. <laughs> 
And like he's like the best. Like he's he's probably a really good ALT because the kids probably play with him. They're not learning any language from him. Let's talk about that. Are the are the students actually learning English from ALTs? Probably not. No, Fuck it's no, more like not. an internationalization project. I mean, my son gets taught by an ALT. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. I said, does he teach anything? He was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So they seem to like him being there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool that they're there. Well, the, when the ALT comes to class, because you rotate around the classes, right? When the yeah. ALT, when they have the ALT day, you know it's gonna be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not gonna do anything serious that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that teaching kids that foreigners are all fun and not serious is uh, not a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they grow up and it's like, hey, it's fucking gaijin time and whatever. And it's not that because I'm quite a serious person when I'm not on this <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> it's true. Actually, I keep telling Alex, like, whenever, whenever you're on the show, like, what happens? He's like, I don't know. It's like Tourette's. Just shit comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You can't stop. If somebody's looking at me, I just can't stop. But um, <laughs> if... Um, in real life, I'm actually really serious, yeah. and I don't like fucking around. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it's a good thing to teach kids that this one stereotype of the fun foreigner exists. But um, it, it also helps them get over. It's not, I think a lot of them have trepidation or fear of foreigners, so yeah, it yeah. helps them get over that. So that's good. Yeah. But okay, so at work, I don't really think there was too many problems. Oh, the board of education tried to get me to marry the girl that sat in the, in the desk <laughs> next to me. <laughs> Which was quite annoying. <sighs> I'm gonna like. Is it like a lunch good looking? I'm not gonna answer that question. Mm. No, then. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Arrangement marriage? No, it was like because we're the same age, and then when I showed up, they're like, oh, "This is your chance to the girl," Aww. and then like because it was the countryside, right? I guess this is how things work there. I don't know, and they're like, "Oh, this." I kind of feel bad about this, but like <laughs> on the last day. I don't think I should tell the story. Uh, on the last day, oh, you when, tell we're, the story. <laughs> when we're when we're saying goodbye and everything, and like I'm done and everything, like let's just say my friend, who doesn't really fit the Naka vibe, mm-hmm. like showed up with me, and the entire board of education, including that person who sat next to me, was just like, <gasps> like <laughs> who is she? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I was just like. Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Like rubbing her face in it. No, no, no. Because, like, dude, the girl at the Board of Education, she was great. She was actually the last time I saw her was at a mutual friend's wedding several mm. years ago. And I think she's, already, she's married and she's happy and whatever. Mm. But it was just so weird that, like, the whole village were like, let's get them to get married. <laughs> it was just weird. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Get yeah, get him. And I was just yeah. like, and like, Oh, I don't want to get into it because I feel like I'll just rub her nose in it and stuff. But it's just like, it was just like the mentality of this was just so weird. Like you wouldn't do that in a government office in, in most parts of the world, I think. No. Like, but, you know, well, if they're trying to help you get laid, I mean, you know. No, they were trying to get me married. Uh, that's Yeah, that's too much. So I've said this story before, but I didn't tell the whole story when like ATMs where I was closed at like like a half hour before I would get off work. Mm-hmm. So I asked my, my section manager, like, how am I supposed to go to the ATM? And he just straight looked at her <laughs> and said, you're supposed to get married. <laughs> That's the full story. And I'm just like, okay, so can I leave work early to go to the ATM? Yeah. Let's talk about per- pri- private problems, ALTs that we've known. Yeah, there's a lot of those. All right, <laughs> um, all right, Alex, you go. I have to filter them somehow. Hold uh, on. I saw so many things I can't say on the show. Yeah, no, it's quite difficult. So I think a lo- like back when we were ALTs and probably the previous generation as well, like I think there was a lot more leeway to do bad shit and not. There was no. There There's was no very, social media. So, no social media. Yeah. So nothing being posted. Yeah. And foreign people in Japan were very rare at that point. Yeah, that's true. 
So I mean, like since the tourism kind of boom happened in two thousand, what eight, eight, nine? something like that, yeah. yeah. I th- we didn't really see that many foreigners. I mean, I remember going to Tenmon kind of walking down and just seeing like black hair everywhere yeah. and thinking, mm. shit, I'm the only white person here. Yeah. Um, and that was really weird um, coming from Sheffield because it's very white, obviously, Northern England. But um, And then, you know, I, I think nowadays, obviously, with social media, everything you do is kind of logged somewhere. You know, somebody can comment about it. They can right. take a photo of it. They can post it. We whatever. didn't have smartphones. So not no. so many pictures of shit. No, we had like the Garake type things. The flip that, phones. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this is before the iPhone anyway. But the mm. Japanese phones then were pretty advanced. They they. I don't understand, but they could send like high resolution photos to each other using infrared in a second. They could, yeah. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. you're like, how does that work? Yeah. So this is when we were still impressed by Japanese phone technology. <laughs> what has happened since then? And everybody had like the little st- strap, like mm. the little yeah, Kato strap thing, the yeah. little strap with like like a character dangling from your fucking. Ki- I was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, this, saying this now makes me feel really fucking old. Actually, just say we that. are old because all the kids now, the millennials and stuff like that, and mm. below and Gen Z or whatever X. You Z. know how you could bring two pieces of luggage to Japan? One, yeah. I had like luggage and my 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 PC tower. You brought your PC. I did. I brought it. I brought it to Japan, and like I bought the monitor and keyboard and shit like that here. But like, yeah, I brought my tower here. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Uh, Let me tell a bank robbery story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I got a friend. I'm not going to say his full name, but let's just say his first name because he knows who he is. Jack. Uh, He he was teaching one day in his school, uh, and uh, all of a sudden the police arrived, like while he's teaching, and they just like take him away, like in front of all the kids and everything. Mm. And then, like, he goes to the station, and they start interrogating him. And, and by the way, they're all speaking to him in Japanese, and he has no idea what's going on, but he thinks it's great. Because he's just <laughs> that kind of guy. He thinks this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to him. And so he's, like, smiling ear to ear because he's a moron. And uh, the, the police go, like, where were you at this time, and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you just pulled me out of work. I was at work, dude. Like, what's wrong with you people? The investigation, uh, let's say, uh, ability of the Japanese police force is questionable. <laughs> and so he, he was like interrogated by these police officers and they were like we want to know if you were involved in a bank robbery not only did this bank robbery happen i think 50 kilometers away from where he was Mm -hmm. at the time that it happened the guy that robbed the bank is on fucking video as a balding japanese guy (laughs) who had a knife and a note basically Mm -hmm. but because the vehicle that he used to get away with was a white honda civic Mm -hmm. And it was like a 1997 white Honda Civic. And Jack owned like a 1995 red Honda Civic. <laughs> they came to get him from the school and interrogate him. Really? Wait, wait. This story continues. So the police are talking to the teachers and everything. They're like, no, he's been here the whole time. Also, his car is red. Right. Mm. Like, just come on, guys. And then eventually they let him go and he goes back to the teacher's room at the school that he was in. And they're like, oh, my God, Jack, we're so sorry about everything. You know, it must have been very traumatic for you, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, it's because he's kind of an idiot. He's like, oh, that's cool. By the way, if you just keep this between you, me and you, I'll share the money with you. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it as a joke. Okay, yeah. Mm. And guess who goes right back to the police station? <laughs> Jack does. <laughs> And then he's telling this story over drinks. He's like, wow, like, you're so dumb. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Ah, that's hilarious. This is the same guy that got uh, ticketed for riding his road bike, like his Tour de France, like 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 you know bicycle, faster than traffic um, through like a countryside road, and he got a speed ticket, <laughs> and he was proud about it. 
He's like, I got a speeding ticket for riding my bicycle. I'm like, you're so dumb. I've never heard such a story well, in my life. Well, you've never met Jack. <laughs> no. See, this is the American talent that comes to teach the children oh. of Japan. That's why we're not allowed to come here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's Jack doing now? I don't know. Last time I talked to him was here. Because, like, he's, like, one of those people that when he's in your life, he's really fun. Uh-huh. But when he's gone, he's he's giving somebody else joy in their life. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really need to keep in touch. And if you see him again, it'll probably just be fine. Okay. Uh, is he still in Japan? No, no, no. Uh, no, no. He went back home. Actually, all almost everybody from my year went back home because they went on to bigger and better careers. Oh. Most stay. Most people go home though. Yeah, mm. um, especially after the first year. I if mean, you, you probably would though, wouldn't you? Really? If you have something to do, I'd recommend going home. Yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> what what you want to do, right? Yeah. You know? Um. I mean, I, I'm a late starter in life for for work, really. for career, but an early starter for your personal private life. Yeah, you had kids true. when you were like 12 years old. You no, know, I've done it all backwards. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, that kind of work started for five years or whatever, and then it stopped while I was an empty. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's a va- it's it, Guys, I, I hate to say this, like, it, your ALT life, one or two years is great. Mm. If you do past two years, you're just wasting your time. Like, you as a career person should be thinking about what you'd want to do next, and there's nothing after that fifth year, and I think it's now only three years. There's nothing mm. after that. Don't vacation, do it. vacation time. Yeah, but you don't want to be in your vacation. You don't want to take a vacation in your early adulthood. You want to be cr- like building your career. Right. You want to be busting ass from college till you're like thirty, late thirties, and then kind of rest a little bit on your laurels. Okay. Right. Well, I'm doing the other way around, um, which kind of works in Japan weirdly because it works it, for us with age. It works for us. Yeah. We get a special card wherever we go. I That's true. I don't think a Japanese salary man, if he started busting balls when he was 40, is going to go places. That's true. Maybe. But they're not going to be working in a company, anybody who wants to do anything anyway. I don't right. Think, so, yeah. I mean, it's a weird trajectory for, for you know, the people who remain here anyway, because there's only a few career paths open at the start, right? If you're in Tokyo or a big city, there's a lot more. Um, but you've got to really want to work out what you want to do. A lot of ALTs get in touch with me. Um, from different regions of Japan saying, how do I get into tourism? How do I get into what you're doing? Like, what's the route in? Well, if, and, you, if you come here with the plan to do something other than being an LT, and yeah. then you work towards that while being an LT, that's a good plan. Yeah. But my, my immediate response is, what can you do? Yeah. You know, what, most what, of it is zero. What can you bring? And, you know, there isn't a lot. Um, but there are skills that are transferable, though. You know, like if you're teaching all the time and you're good at it you've got good interpersonal skills good communication skills um adaptability to a new environment um you know understanding of people's needs and things like that hopefully um hopefully scheduling and planning skills learning not to fucking turn up late you know that's another skill really basic skill that japan teaches people don't be late don't be late you know Um, in in the kanto region if you are anything less than 15 minutes early you're late yeah yeah, yeah. As you go south, that gets yeah, less, less and less. Kagoshima's <laughs> yeah. on the dot, right? Kagoshima's if you show up exactly when you're supposed to start, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Okinawa is if you show up on that day, acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, just those basic things you can be, you know, take from this ALT journey and bring it into your life and use it. And they're good transferable skills. But, you know, if you want to get into something like tourism now, you've got to be really competitive. I would suggest that in the first three months of being an LT, you, you decide what you want to do. Do you want to just have an experience that you can tell your kids about and take a lot of photos? If so, 
just have fun. Just have fun, yeah. Travel mm. a lot. I wouldn't even save any money. Just do whatever you want mm. to do every single day and then do that for one or two years mm. and then go home and then start your real career. If you decide that you want to live in Japan permanently and do something like an actual career, I would spend at maybe two years, maximum two years being an ALT, learn the language. If you don't learn Japanese, you will not make it in this country. Yeah. Mm. I guarantee you. And if you if you tell me, oh, I know so-and-so who made it without learning Japanese, if that person knew Japanese, they would do better. Yeah, that's So true. whatever you do, learn the language. Mm. And swallow your pride as well. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to start on a lower salary generally. Um, and work your way up. Especially if you get out of the ALT. The, if, you're, if you're an ALT, right, you get that expat pay, uh, expatriate package and you're getting paid with federal money. If you get in a competitive industry, you're not going to get the salary, not from the get-go anyway. Mm. As you compete and you get better and you climb the, the ladder, you, you'll get comparable and then beyond, but you're not going to start with that. Or if, And if you demand that, you're going to close a lot of doors. Yeah, that's true. Do you know any ALT who start their own business except you guys? No. No. Anybody they, else who I do know that's got a company is not from an ALT background. Yeah. I mean, there's a, I know a few in Tokyo, and I know a few people who work at like the British Embassy and, and places like that oh, okay. who are from ALT backgrounds. But they usually came in a year, went out, and just went straight onto something else. There, yeah. Actually, uh, one of the ALTs that was my year, she went back to Canada and works for the embassy or something like that. So mm. she uh, straight up got a really impressive job yeah, mm. yeah. back in her home country because she, she studied Japanese very, very hard mm. while she was here. Um, but no, I don't know any, no. I mean, it, to be honest with you, I'm not blowing my own trumpet or, or his, but it's really fucking hard to do what we've done and start a business in a hostile environment essentially you got to be hard-headed like us yeah you, <laughs> yeah you got to be a bit of a, a you know egomaniac as well to be honest with you, you got to believe in yourself you got to believe yeah. that eventually it's going to work out yeah, yeah or if it doesn't work out at the current time that you're going to figure out how to make it work yeah i don't know like i love the idea of making a startup i actually like creating startups that's why i have my second company now i don't like the idea of running an established company mm. that's very boring to me right yeah yeah mm. Mm. I mean, trying new things and seeing what works and then, you know, taking that and then the excitement of that, I do get, yeah. you know. Um, but obviously with the family and stuff like that, you know, I'm balancing. So I've got one company that's essentially a startup company and I've got one job that's a full-time job. Yeah. And I also work with a prefecture. Mm. So I've got the private business, the kind of company and the government, government side together. Just a bloody nightmare. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it. It causes you a lot of stress. I I know, yeah. but but it's still fulfilling in a lot of ways too. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good work, and it's you know keeps me entertained, but it can be very tiring. All right, Alex, let's close this episode out. Mm. What's your biggest advice? Like, let's say that you know you're an ALT, you don't know what you're gonna do. You just mm. you're just arriving in Japan. Like, what what career advice? What advice uh, on the job advice would you give them? Uh, I don't think you need a detailed plan of what you want. You just kind of have a general idea. If you want to stay in Japan, if you think you want to stay here, that might change over the next year. You never know. So it's worth getting a couple of months in, just getting customized to the place, getting to know a little bit, and then thinking, you know, again, do I want to stay here or not? If you do, uh, you've got to get your um, transferable skills in order. You've got to get some kind of value proposition to people who might want to hire you and then start looking from maybe your second year onwards. Um, for people who are going to go home, think about what you want to do when you get back. Uh, have fun. You know, don't think too deeply about Japan or, you know, all the kind of cultural nuances that come with it. Just enjoy yourself. Go back. Promote Japan. Talk to lots of people about Japan. <laughs> yeah. Tell them to come and visit and come to Sengayan and see me. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest uh, as an ALT, two things. Well, maybe two, more than two things, but primarily two things. One, don't 
forget your princess millennial. What is the current generation? Millennial? Snowflakes. Yeah, your snowflake <laughs> bullshit. Like all of what you know in, in your home bubble doesn't apply here. So just get rid of all of that and come here. And my second piece of advice is imagine that you're floating in a river. You can fight the river. You can absolutely fight the river and try to swim your guts out until you're tired and, and then the river takes you anyway. Mm. Or you can just lay back on your back and enjoy the ride. Mm. And so what I suggest that you do that when you're in Japan, you make a Japan version of yourself. Mm. Maybe, you know, you're culturally sensitive to all these different things back home. Maybe you're a vegan or something like that. When you're here, try to live the lifestyle that they have here. Try to go with the flow here as much as you, you, you can without, you know, completely going against your own personal morals. And... Just experience life the way that they live so you can actually enjoy your presence here. Mm. And second advice that I have, big advice is don't always hang out with just ALTs. Mm. In fact, try to hang out with the locals more than the ALTs because the ALTs are going to be fun friends and you know, you'll see them in reunions or whatever, but they're not going to give you the same. That's going to be like a, that's just like a, another version of university all over again. It's, it's just like being in a fraternity or sorority. It's not going to give you anything unique. Hanging out with the Japanese locals is going to give you such a richer and better experience. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. it'll help you with the, la the language as well. Yeah. Mm. So I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, Natsuki, do you have any advice for you know foreigners coming to Japan? Let's hang out. I'll teach you <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and Japanese cooking, right? All right. I will. <laughs> All right, guys, that's been our uh, episode today about being an ALT. If you want to know more about the stuff that we couldn't say on air, maybe we'll make a Patreon for that. Yeah. There's some, there are some stories, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, honestly, if you guys have any actual real like deep questions or concerns or whatever about being an ALT in this country and you're going to become an ALT or if you currently are an ALT, leave us a comment. And we'll absolutely uh, answer you guys uh, as best as we can. Um, and if you guys have any future suggestions for topics for the show, just let us know. And that's been today, uh, this week's show, so see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.